spooky friends, and welcome to another episode of Storytime with the Scariest Podcast. Woo! I'm Robin Grace, this is Adam Diaz. Hello! And today, we're here to read you folks some homegrown horror. Uh, homegrown horror is something that Adam will tell us what it is. Homegrown <laughs> horrors are the wonderful stories that you, the listeners, or the viewers have sent to us. They can be paranormal, spiritual, supernatural, creepy, coincidental, sometimes true crime, and sometimes extraterrestrial in nature. Either way, if someone had a story like that they would like to send us, where could they send it, Robin? You can send it to our email, storytime at scaryish.com. That's like direct way to get to us, I guess. And then you can also go to our uh, website, which is, well, what do you guess it? It's scaryish.com. And uh, there's a contact us page. You fill that out. It gets to us that way. Uh, we also have social media, of course. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think that's it. We don't have a TikTok. We don't have a, I don't know, what do other people use? That's about it. I think that's it. Yeah, it, that's how you can get to us. So yeah, hit us up if you have a story that you would like to share. We would love to read it. Uh, Robin, would you like to go first this evening, or would you like me to go first? Uh, why don't you go first? I haven't even looked at it yet. Okie dokie, artichokey. So the first one I'm going to read, subject, is Glitch in the Matrix. Which, by the way, is one of my least favorite sayings, because it implies that we're actually in the Matrix. Uh, Alright. What? It's Okay. There's a lot of stuff to unpack with this subject. Okay, Robin already has something to say. I have more to say on this. Go ahead. You lead. I'm just like, it's not saying that we're in the Matrix necessarily. It a glitch in the Matrix. But it's like the Matrix is our world. So See, it's like a glitch in our world. And another thing that I have to point out is there are no things called glitches in the Matrix. Deja vu is what it's called. In the movie, The Matrix, he says, but oh. I Deja vu. But I thought what's his name was a glitch. Uh, no, now you're just making shit up. Mr. Anderson. He's a no? virus. Oh. And honestly, Mr. Vi- Mr. Anderson Mr. is Neo. <laughs> you're just so fucked up. You're so aw- you need to rewatch I mean, whatever. The you know, not Mr. Anderson. What whatever, that one guy with the glasses. The glitch in the Matrix was deja vu. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So if you're not in the Matrix, you're not having a glitch in the Matrix. There's a lot okay, we're gonna get into this <laughs> I do have to watch that. Starts out like again, this. Though. Hello, spooky friends. <laughs> oh, Hello. <laughs> hello, and everyone else yell hello right now. I'm going to share a story that I have told only my wife, who at the time was my girlfriend. I have kept it inside because she thought I was crazy when I told her about these events, and because they are so out of this world, I never thought anyone would believe me, but I swear to God, in all caps, this actually happened. All right. So let's turn our skeptical knobs down to mild and entertain what we're about to hear, because apparently it was something that was uh, kind of unbelievable. To give you context, and feel free to Google the direction, time, and space of this story, I lived in Portage, Michigan. Which is funny, because I I have a lot of family that lives in Portage, Indiana. Uh, Is it close? It's like a glitch in the Matrix, oh my god. Ah. I don't think so. Um, My wife lived in Parchment, Michigan. It was a 15-minute drive from her house to my apartment. There were three main roads I would travel on, Riverview Drive, Kalamazoo Ave, and South Westnag. Not sure if it's Westnaggy. It's West with N-A-G-E. Uh, after that, I would be home. It was late summer between 11 and midnight with clear skies. I left my wife's place with very little gas and my flip phone was almost dead. Because back then, I, li- I liked to live dangerously. I was one of those people whose car never went above a quarter tank for a very long time. I too like to live dangerously. The difference is Robin totally has the money to fill up her tank. She just never, ever, <laughs> ever does. If it's- you ever get in a car Robin's driven... The thing that you're going to hear right before you get in is like, hey, there's no gas. It's like, okay, <laughs> awesome. So, all right. They're I'm, living dangerously. I, I go to like, I have like maybe 30 miles left. Yeah. 30 miles is usually when I get in the car and get told 
hey, it has no gas. So I call bullshit on that. You go until like the slash is below or the like the the gauge is actually below the slash on the E where it's just like, oh, no, you're driving on negative gasoline now, I guess. All right. We're going to get back into this story. I was on Riverview Drive and I randomly got a call from a girl I dated in high school. I haven't seen her in like two years and it sounded like she was drunk and wanted to call random people on her phone who she hadn't talked to in a while to see how they turned out. The call lasted under a minute because of how random it was and because my phone was about to die. During the call, I turned off Riverview onto a side street. The next thing I know, I am surrounded by cornfields. I am completely baffled and have no idea where I am. You're in Indiana. All right, it sounds like it. I called my wife and told her I was lost, and she told me to find a gas station because she knew I was running low, and then my phone died. After my phone died, I pulled over and got out of my car to look at the stars. I'm a huge constellation nerd, and I felt that if I found the Big Dipper, I would be able to navigate home. I will I, say, I'm I not... Can't. I don't even know where the North Star yeah, is. Yeah, like, I can find like? the, the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, and that's about it, but I don't think I'd ever be able to navigate home using the stars. I will say, though, it really depends on your location, because if you're living in Michigan, and it's rural Michigan, there's probably not a, light, not a lot of light pollution, so you can see the stars... In Las Vegas, I'm pretty sure I can always navigate where I need to go if I can see the beam from the Luxor. Because I'm like, that's the strip. I know where I'm at. Well, we were driving in from the opposite end of, from the north side of the 15 the other weekend. And it's such a different view of the city than when you come in from the south side. It was also daytime. It was the first time I had made that drive in the daytime. But it's that's like how you kind of can tell where you are because it's like that big building or, or, or... it's yeah. just the the it's so bright. I was wearing my sunglasses the other night driving. That's how bright the city is. It's ridiculous. Never wear your sunglasses when you drive. It's not that bright out here. I think it's bright. You're you're a lunatic. Um I was gonna say some people are also really good at directions. Some people are atrocious. You can use the words north, east, south, and west, and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And even if you give Never landmarks eat soggy waffles. Even if you give landmarks, they're still lost. But okay, this person stopped, got out of their car, found the big dipper to navigate home. Well, I got out of my car and the stars were rearranged. I could not find the Big Dipper. That's weird. I think they teleported to the bottom of the earth. My sense of direction was completely out of whack. I got in my car and started to freak out. I was spooked big time. I just kept driving and eventually I found a gas station. After filling up, I went inside and asked the cashier where I was because I had no idea. The cashier said I was in Schoolcraft, which is a small town 30 minutes south of where I started from. The cashier gave me directions to the highway and I was able to get home in one piece. The most scariest part of the night is when I got home. I got out of my car and looked at the stars and they were exactly where they were supposed to be. The Big Dipper shining in its place like it never left. This freaked me out because I have no explanation of what happened to me other than I glitched in the Matrix. To prove that I am not crazy... uh, (laughs) That's mean. That's just like you can't prove that. Well, okay. You could have done a thing while you were talking on the phone with that person where you're just you just drive you just drive and you talk and you don't let's see how they prove that they're not crazy because that's totally my theory too it's like you got in and your brain's on cruise control you know what i mean and you wind up taking a different road and since all back roads look the same and uh that part of the midwest maybe you accidentally just drove south or something like that so and you could have been on the same road just going the wrong way okay to prove that I am not crazy, if I was to turn onto a side street heading off Riverview, it would have been Miles Street, which goes east. If I follow that, I would head into some small neighborhoods, eventually hitting Interstate 94, good old 94, heading east. I ended up in Schoolcraft, 30 minutes south of where I started. When I found the gas station, I had to drive north to get home. 
we are lucky enough to have a highway that heads north and south and a highway that heads east and west. Also, I was not drunk or high because I am straight edge and have never done any of that stuff. I have no idea what happened. My only explanation is that I glitched in the Matrix that night and it kicked me out 30 minutes away from home. It feels good to write this down and get it off my chest. Thanks for listening to my story. You guys are the very best. Aw, thanks. That rhymed in the end and it's really nice of you. <laughs> Much love, Brian. Well, thank you, Brian. It, it, I mean... I don't think you're crazy, I don't think first you're crazy. All, at all. I, it, I mean... It doesn't necessarily mean it was an actual glitch. It, your brain may have glitched and totally had you, like Adam was saying, on cruise control. Because I have... Robin barely ever pays attention when she drives. Like, almost never. It's a miracle we're still alive. You're so stupid. <laughs> I'm just no. kidding, obviously. I have driven to work or I have driven to school and vice versa when I'm supposed to be at the other place. Because your brain kind of just sometimes just goes. And especially when I'm... Uh, talking on the phone sometimes i'll just start cleaning i know adam does that whenever he's on the phone with his friends he just starts cleaning and i don't know just... if you all know this but a lot of people pace when they're on the phone like a long conversation and they're talking to someone and research states that the reason your body does that automatically like you have the urge to pace is because your brain is literally looking for the person you're talking to like subconsciously even though you know consciously you're talking to them on the phone obviously they're not next to you your brain moves around cuz they're searching for that person so it might be something where subconsciously for whatever reason you went the wrong direction here's the thing that i find most bizarre about this story mm-hmm. is the stars were realigned that's really odd and i'd like to think that when you pulled over that there were trees blocking your view of all the stars and maybe you just couldn't locate but, the big dipper in your panic but even 30 minutes away from a place the stars are they're going to be the all stars the, same. Are the same so yeah. i'm thinking maybe your view was obscured or something like that or maybe out of panic and i'm just trying to rationalize this because the stars shifting and rearranging and then just being normal 30 minutes later is absolutely batshit or, crazy or i mean it could be a thing like i know we've covered topics before where it's like you you see into a different time period yeah. or a time you know it could be something like I that. I covered that transported man who came over from like that castle in the Philippines or whatever and just wound up yeah. in Mexico and got yeah. like arrested and everyone's like I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. And just threw him in jail but like this is definitely weird. I do think well, because it went with the car. I do think of all the things that uh, you could refer to as a glitch in the matrix this is the most appropriate. You know what I mean? Because this isn't a deja vu scenario like the glitch in the Matrix was during the first Matrix. This is something where it's like there's no explanation and there's really no, I don't know, term for I got lost, the stars were crazy, and then all of a sudden I realized I was not where I was supposed to be. All right. Maybe a time slip. I mean, I've read a lot of books on a lot of crazy shit, and it's not even like scientific theories. It's just sci-fi. And one of my favorite things that I've ever read is that time flows forward like a river, but there are obstacles uh, in that river. And because of that, just like water that passes a rock in a river sometimes churns backwards, mm-hmm. sometimes people get churned. And no one ever believes them uh, when they actually wind up getting knocked out of place or out of time. So maybe that happened to you. Who nice. Knows? But I like that. I like that too. So thank you so much for sending that in. That is a real head scratcher. That's super fucking interesting. And if you have more Glitch in the Matrix stories, we definitely want to hear it. All right. So thank you again. All righty. So I'm going to get into my next story. Uh, it is one of the ones that we got sent through Instagram, right? Um, okay. I don't know why you're asking me. Okay. Well, you sent it to me. Um, but it is from Dark Lord of Cats, who I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that is their Instagram handle. Okay. Okay. So I think that's their birth name, actually. That's what's on their birth certificate. <laughs> Dark, Dark Lord, Lord of, of Cats. Cats. Um, I'm gonna name my kids that now. Okay. My two UFOs. All right. So the first one is short and sweet. I was probably like 14 or 15 working on the garden with my brother. 
I'm not into aliens, but my older brother super is. Well, as the sun's setting over our 880-acre farm. Holy shit. That's a fuck ton of farm. That's huge. Uh, just to illustrate, there is nothing around but trees and bees. Cute. I look at the horizon and see what looks like a diamond-shaped object dart over the tree line. I've said nothing to anyone about this because, well, it was only me. And really, why me when I'm super into ghosts, not dumb aliens? <laughs> wow. It's like, it's not the <laughs> fandom you were searching for, so you reject this. Sometimes when I was growing up, I would look out of the car window when my parents were driving, you know, at night, and you just see the stuff whizzing by. I would always keep an eye out and see if I saw any lights move weird or, or like, you know how there's um, antenna towers and stuff like that with like the red lights and stuff on them. I was always like, what is that? Wow. I don't know. I I, I find it very fascinating. Okay. The second story goes... One clear night in fall, my BFF, Schmo, uh, are driving from my house in KCK to the bar district in KCMO. I'm, I think KC is probably Kansas City. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, oh, so Kansas City, Kansas to Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Gotcha. Probably like list those things for people who aren't from Kansas City because that's definitely not like parlance we use outside of there. Yeah. Uh, as we turn out of my little housing community onto the main road, I pull over and stop, and we both lock eyes. Then we look back to the southwest. Do you see that? We confirm with each other that we see an odd shape in the trees with lights on it. We zigzag through the city, always keeping our focus fixed on the odd object in the sky until we arrive within one city block of the object that we've been hunting. Granted, the chase was made easy when we realized our UFO was actually the KU Medical Center. <laughs> K. <laughs> so this the whole time they're like, it's a fucking alien. We got to get to it. It's an actual medical center. I'm sure it has like antennas and uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm confused how a medical center could look like a UFO. Don't they have like stuff on the top for helicopters landing on it and stuff like that? Oh, I'm sure they do. Uh, of course, we promised to never tell anyone ever, but I was the one driving, so I'm the biggest dum-dum here. So I'll confess. Uh, it's my only shame. Wish I could blame drugs or booze, but nope to both. To be fair. Let a Kenny gift here. This is like an eight-minute drive away. So they drove eight minutes to try and find this alien <laughs> spaceship. Um, I think that's funny. I would do the same thing, though, where I was like, that looks weird. We should go to it. I think it's always um, fun when people can admit, like, so I was wrong. I did this thing because I was scared, and it turns out it was not what I thought it was. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is that the end of it? Yeah, that's the end of it. Right on. So thank you so much for sending that in. Yeah. I would definitely like to hear more stories about folks that uh, thought they saw a UFO, and it turns out they weren't right. Or I would really like to hear stories about you thought you saw a UFO, and you were 100% confirmed right, because I would just love to know if aliens actually exist. So either way, those were good. I think... Aliens are terrifying, but I do admit to being interested in seeing weird lights and stuff like that in the sky. I do think aliens are real, and I think they listen to the show. So shout out to you. Thank you for not invading yet. Uh, all right. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just worried about it. That's all. Thank you so much one more time for sending in that email. <laughs> so before we move into our next story, I do want to take a quick second to remind you, uh, head over to manscaped.com. Check out those products. See if there's anything there you like. And if there is, if you use code SCARISH, all caps at checkout, you're going to get 20% off 
and free shipping. I have a few things from Manscaped that I've been using for a long time, including the Lawnmower 3.0, uh, which is a sensitive skin trimmer, which is good for your balls and other delicate parts or pets or beards, whatever the case may be. It is fantastic. I absolutely love mine. I also recently picked up a weed whacker, which is great for trimming nose hairs. And uh, now I don't look disgusting per Robin Grace. So that's always nice to hear. So head over to manscaped.com. See if anything there looks good. If you're thinking about picking it up, Think about the price, then take 20% off and think, huh, does free shipping do it for me? And if so, use code SCARYISH at checkout. And now, on to the rest of the ads. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back from the ads. We hope you like that. Here comes a story. And this is not a pre-recorded message. I'm just talking like a boner right now. You are a boner. All right. I hate your face. I'm going to move on into the third story of the show. This one is from Amber. And the subject is, you may read this on the pod. Thanks. Interesting. Sounds exciting. Starts out like this. Hello, spooky friends. Hello. Hello. And all of you yell hello as well. I'm back with a couple of quick, short stories. Neither are very paranormal, but creepy enough to scare me. And you said you wanted more stories, so here they are. Also, if anyone out there has sent us a story and hasn't sent us your follow-up yet, stop listening right now, type up your story, send it, and then come back and hit play again. Isn't there a song that's like, stop, oh, stop, collaborate, and listen? Those are the words to that song. That's it. Nailed it. Sorry. (laughs) Written about this exact scenario. So this continues. The first happened a minute before I wrote this. I was jamming out in my room to Bohemian Rhapsody, as you do, when I thought I saw a shadow figure go into the room next to mine. I believe it was just my crazy hair getting in the way, but it was enough to scare me, so I went to turn on a light to feel safer. So were you jamming out to Bohemian Rhapsody in the dark? Because that is hardcore. Hardcore, hardcore. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. I walk out of my room and went to turn on the stairway light, but as I did, it began to flicker very quickly without stopping. I turned it back off and went back into my room to continue listening to my music, feeling less safe than before. This wasn't too surprising because recently out of nowhere, that light had begun flickering when we turn it on sometimes. So nothing paranormal, just very creepy at times. That is super fucking creepy. My final story happened several years ago, all the way back in grade school. We took a field trip to a cave, and it was pretty fun for the most part. I went to a cave one time in Kentucky, and they, like, tell you to turn out all your lights when you get super deep down. They're like, not a lot of human beings get to experience true darkness, so everyone turn off their lights right now. And we turned off our lights, and it was pure black. It's like having your eyes closed with your eyes open. It's crazy. And someone ripped the loudest fucking (laughs) part I've ever heard, and everyone just died laughing. It was genius, and I wish it would have been me. I have been in a soundproof room before, like where 
it, where it's just like that's where sound goes to die. That was kind of scary because they... I like to I like the prank of telling someone they're in a soundproof soundproof booth and it's not soundproof. Like that was on uh, Tool Time. What the hell, Tool Time, which is the show within Home Improvement. They do it to Al Borland. <laughs> so, oh god, so fucking funny. Um, at school there is a soundproof room, and they took a bunch of kids in there. Um, I say kids, but we're all freaking like thirty, right? And we were standing there and they, they try to talk, but like everything dies at the end. There's no echo. There's no stretching out of any sound. It was crazy and absolutely terrifying. It's really disconcerting because once everybody stops talking, there's nothing. Right. And it is so freaking creepy. Once everyone stops and they collaborate, they <laughs> try and listen, but they can't hear anything. All right, let's keep going. Uh, they're uh, at the end of the tour and it all went wrong. Our tour guide was giving us facts about the miners who worked here and told us about how dark it would get down in the cave. Mm, no. It always happened. Yeah. I knew that was was going to be here. That's why I said my story. To demonstrate the darkness, they turned off all the lights in the section of the cave that we were in at that time. Now, at this point in time, I was frightened of the dark, like terrified of the dark. So I clung to my teacher as I began to cry in the pitch blackness. To make matters worse, a bunch of guys began to kick around the dirt and stones, and it sounded as though... There were things coming at me. Wow. Anyway, those are my non-paranormal scary stories. Hope you enjoy them. It is not nice to prey on someone's phobias. Just going to put that out there. I feel like going into someplace dark like that is just immediately your senses are heightened and you're just... Yeah. You're on edge. Yeah. I had an idea for a future episode where you could have listeners write their own scary stories slash creepypastas and read them on the podcast. I plan to share a scary story I wrote in freshman year with the Discord after I send this in for anyone interested in reading it. I've already read it. It's pretty good. Oh, really? uh, that's all for now. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay spooky. Um, I'm actually really interested who would be interested if we did something like a Spooky Friends in, Creepypasta contest. Or even not even a contest, but maybe we... Instead of story times like this, we do creepypastas. Maybe we do like stuff that someone's written into us like every other episode. Or maybe like the first of every month is like listener-based creepypastas. I'm always afraid that it'll overlap. And people will be like, no, this actually happened. And then they'll send in their super bullshit story into regular story times. But yeah. I think that could be really fun. I don't know what you folks think. Let us know. Although, thank you so much to Amber for sending in your story. It really makes me mad that someone preyed on your phobia. Because yeah. it's like, if someone's afraid of heights, you don't push them. You know, when they're like looking over something, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to throw you, you know? But it's like, it's not fucking funny. Like, you're really trying to battle that fear and you're not letting them confront it. You're making it worse. You're turning it into the thing that they are afraid of which makes you an asshole. So don't do that to people. This last email of the episode is a Halloween story. Ooh. And it goes, hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Spooky Mom and anyone else working on the podcast slash videos. It's just us three and periodically <laughs> my sister. Um, also, sorry. Like, well, thank you for that. Also, sorry about Pandora or in episode 151. Pandora. I don't know. You'll have to remind us in um discord or another email uh because our brains don't work that well i don't remember anything involving pandora and the war of the worlds or the hand of glory but i don't know yeah all right we say a lot of stupid shit it's like 4 a.m when we record these normally so we are basically just barely conscious but we appreciate that <laughs> halloween is naturally spooky so everyone should have a story about it whether it's just a misunderstanding or something actually supernatural slash paranormal one of my sisters, my cousin, and I got the idea in our heads to attempt to summon a demon. That's uh, not offending you. Well, let me say, it, let me take that back. Probably offending you. Don't mean to. 
That's a bad idea. That's dumb. Don't do that. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I used to want to, I was like, I'm going to get the satanic Bible. I'm going to read from it. I'm going to learn how to do stuff. I I wonder if lots of girls go through that when they're younger. All I wanted to do was turn Super Saiyan in high school and have energy blasts. That's literally all I wanted. I sat in a group of, a circle of dudes in gym <laughs> class. We had gotten in trouble. We weren't allowed to do anything. And we talked about like how sad we were that energy blasts weren't real. <laughs> I guess it would be so <laughs> awesome. And one dude was like legitimately depressed because of it. And I was just like, yeah, it would be sweet. But yeah, I've never had that urge to summon a demon. All right. So the email continues. Yes, ill-advised, but we were bored. Burning shit can only entertain you for so long. (laughs) Wow. My sister's house where we were torching old Christmas trees is close to a graveyard. And naturally, we went there with a package of sidewalk chalk. Don't ask about the sidewalk chalk. We don't talk about the sidewalk chalk. Okay. I'm confused why you were torching old Christmas trees when this is Halloween. Like, that's almost a full 10 fucking months. That is a full 10 months. I feel I when I was younger, anytime there we had a Christmas tree, we would chuck it over the wall behind our house. Lots of people do that. They throw it into nature. It's like it goes yeah. to die with nature. It's, yeah. it's from nature it goes back. Uh the blue moon loomed in the sky which made the white gravestones shine. My cousin thought she'd been trapped about five seconds into the graveyard, but her long skirt just got caught on a shrub. <laughs> we made a beeline to the stump at the top of the hill and drew a pentagram on it. It seemed appropriate. I mean, we had no idea what we were doing because this was a bit spur of the moment. (laughs) After that, we just chanted some demonic sounding stuff like 10 minutes of chanting passed and we just stopped. My sister and I sat down to start eating the candy I brought. My cousin said she had to go and get something from my house as well as complaining of being freezing and losing a glove. Nothing says prepared for a demonic summoning like I brought candy. (laughs) (laughs) My sister and I found the glove after she left with one on her hand. We stood and waited for my cousin to come back, but she didn't return after half an hour. We went to my house, and on the way out of the graveyard, we saw something on the ground. It was her other glove. I looked at the glove in my hand and the glove on the ground. Fuck. My sister picked up the other glove, and we booked it to my house in panic. My cousin wasn't at my house either. My sister and I went back to the fire, really worried and upset. What if my cousin had been taken? She wasn't. My cousin had gone to my house and then the fire without giving us a heads up that she wasn't going back to the stump. We were kind of pissed when we got back to the fire. Okay, very pissed. Moral of the story, don't freak out if someone disappears after you attempt to summon a demon. That's a bad moral, always freak out. (laughs) That is the end of the shit show that was COVID Halloween. Oh, that was this past year. Wow. Wow. Will there be more next year? Yes, probably. See a sp- spooky fam. Please don't try and summon more demons. Also, I'm curious why these gloves are falling off your cousin's yes, hands. Yes, that's what I'm That'll curious That would be my about. first thing is like, what the fuck, cuz? Like, why are your gloves everywhere? Like, can't you keep a hold of your shit? Also, why did you not tell me you weren't coming back and you were going somewhere else? I would be really, really upset about that. I would have been nervous <laughs> when I found the other glove, but I would have been like, let's go check. Like, everyone stay calm. They're probably not kidnapped. And that I still would have been really mad when I found them, though. So Yeah. But thank you so much for saying that in. Again, don't try and summon demons, pretty please. So I want to thank everyone who sent in their stories this episode. We sincerely appreciate you trusting us to send in your story and to share it without feeling ridiculed. We have tried to create this safe space, which we did see from someone who said, I've never told this story to anyone but my wife before. Uh, and we appreciate you trusting us like that. If you have a story you would like to share, even if you don't want it read on the pod, you could just say, hey, don't read this on the pod. I just want to tell someone. We do get those from time to time. Feel free to reach out. Uh, you can email storytime at scarish.com 
or go to our website, scaryish.com, and fill out that form. It comes directly to us. You can also hit us up on any of our social medias. Facebook is facebook.com slash scaryishpodcast. Twitter is at scaryishpod, and Instagram is at scaryishpodcast. Robin, for folks who would like to donate to us, how can they do so? Well, it's January, and you know what that means, January Patreon push. And right now, uh, on Patreon, there are a whole bunch of cheers. Cheers start at a dollar, and um, you get ad-free episodes at a dollar. It's great. And... (laughs) Thank you, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Great. Right now, if you join at the Badge of Honor tier and above, I am still doing the Krampus keychains and magnets. Normally, I only do one or the other. And because of Christmas, I was like, I'm going to do them both. So if you want to sign up for that Badge of Honor tier and above right now, it's a good time to because you get both at once. Uh, and I already have a lineup of the keychains that are going to be going out this year with Cthulhu and the Nightcrawlers. And um, there's access to previous Patreon merch. So you can go ahead and check that out, too. Um, and then if you don't like the whole monthly thing, you can also do one-time donations, which are coffeeko-fi.com slash podcast. Did I say the Patreon website already? Did I actually I'm put the sure URL? I'm pretty sure you did. All right. But um, those, the ones at Coffee are one-time donations. And all your donations go to helping us upgrade our studio setup. Help us pay our bills, dude. We couldn't survive without you guys. It keeps us going. It's a lot of things that cost money when you run a podcast. Yeah. Sometimes the you website can do it cheap. costs money. Sometimes you can't. Website costs money. Hosting costs money. Microphones, maintenance, stuff like that. Sometimes things break. Knock on wood. Hopefully not anytime soon. And but we really couldn't have done it without you. I know. Um, like Robin was able to order new pins for the spooky friends. Like, well, not for the spooky friends, but for the shop that you folks can go and check out. And she was able to say, like, hey, I worked my ass off. I designed these. And using the money that's been donated to us because we collect it for stuff to reinvest into the pod. Yeah. She was able to go ahead and just, boom, order it and have her name stamped on the back of it, which is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's all thanks to people like you who donate. And uh, it does mean a lot. So didn't mean to stomp on your outro, but I'm just very proud of the fact that you're able to create your art into something tangible and the folks out there can actually purchase it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So cool. Sorry. (laughs) all right thank you everybody for joining us for this episode and uh keep on creeping on and we'll talk to you guys later well bye bye